Might as well do it before the kid gets to bed. Fuck yeah, we're here, bitches. We're here for you. We got the media masterminds. I'm your host, Legend Pop. Oh, wait, that's not my name. My name is Betty Rose. I got Legend Pop on the other side of the window, but you can't see him. But you can hear him. Do you hear him? Oh, it's me, and I got a cut from the intro. I wasn't supposed to do the intro for the show, and I got a cut. Oh, mamma mia. <laughs> That's the no one will scenes. get the reference now. Wow. <laughs> Except us. Inside <laughs> jokes. No, then you use it for a deleted scene when we get to 100 listeners. <laughs> Patreon. It'll save that for Patreon. Right. It's not for our Hulu subscription sponsorship, right? I don't. I didn't want to rain on your parade at all, and I know you did it again on on Outlast. Uh, simply the best when we did the uh, horror, right? It was no, it was the cartoon '90s cartoons. Yes. Uh, you did the, and we're back, and you've done it for nearly all of your intros. There's one show that you didn't do it, and I don't think you realized that you didn't do it. So, if you don't want to continue it, you don't have to, or we can go back in and I can add George Lucas it and add the. We're back into that episode. <laughs> well, you take every one of them. And 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 and, and, and we're, 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 No, I go. We saw back. Ah, we saw. We saw you we free. Jaja Bink, we back. So, so you know what I'm gonna do now? That just gave me a great idea. I'm gonna try to do a different voice every time. Fuck it. Do it live. But you already you already canceled the first voice you did. Because it was a terrible impression. I don't want to embarrass I myself. I, I mean I rather embarrass. To- I no. think we can let the audience decide. <laughs> yours was yours was light years ahead of mine, my friend. I don't know. I don't know about that. It was good. And you know what? Ow, we have friends. Ow, 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 ow. We have plenty of friends in the show that think you do great voices. So you know, I take, do the, take that as voices. you will. I don't work I mean, well with the men because I used to be one. You could do that too. <laughs> see, see. But let's move on. We got a lot of stuff to discuss. A little bit of time. We are doing a top 10 again. We are going back in time to another era, another decade that we love very near and dear to us. And it's tough because there's so many categories, so many years that we can discuss. It's hard to pick. And then we always come across the scenario of, does this get the Arnold clause? That's what I've come up with today. We've decided that most of our stuff that's relating to movies do we have to add the Arnold clause? Because when we're dealing with movies of 80s and 90s, in many cases, his movies tend to come in the crosshairs with many genres that we discuss. And I feel we had that again with this uh, this topic. So we have decided to put that clause in place. So the category we're doing is top 90s action. We're going to do top 10. But we are not including any Arnold movies because for both of us, there would be one to two to three movies in our list that we may or may not have talked about before. So we give a little more chance to other movies to get mentioned that we care that we care about. So, yeah, I mean, we had this discussion off air, obviously, before we decided on the topic so we could make our lists. And, uh, you know, Benny threw the question at me, are we including Arnold, not including Arnold? And I, I mean, it just sucks that we did Arnold so early on, I guess. Because Terminator 2 would be my number one. And and rightfully so. I get that. But it also skates the line of, and this may happen for more than just that movie, is that action or is that science fiction? I feel and there was a movie that I I was a movie I excluded from this list because I feel like it's sci-fi, and I'm not gonna mention it because we'll see if it comes up on your list. If it does, then I'll talk about it but if not i want to save it because it would definitely be in my top 10 of 90s sci-fi so potential uh foreshadowing to a future episode but the arnold thing is tough and like i said we discussed it and t2 for me would obviously be on the list and i'm sure there's others that i'm not thinking of off the top of my head uh we both both said one earlier that well total recall no well i mean that that's for me that would be on mine but that would be yeah. sci-fi also though honestly right. you know but again you know act, it's a hybrid because it is it's, yeah. it, that that's where i i kind of draw the line i guess you know because 
we'll be doing this for decades, you know, right. just nitpicking specific genres. Right. Right. We can we can sideshow that once in a while and we could do the hybrids and like pick specific, you know, like horror comedy. Because I feel like there's certain movies that like should be talked about that we like that fit those hybrids. But in these yeah. cases, like when we're discussing action in my mind, I'm looking at these movies and I'm watching, I'm like, are these awesome movies? Like what makes them action? Is there a lot of fighting? Is there choreography? Is there, you know, explosions? Is there like, you know, a, vil- a villain, you know, at the, at the, at the end of the story kind of thing. Those are like the things that I was like depicting to be for my movies. One or two movies in there for me might be like, you know, I don't want to say questionable to you, but I don't think that they would ever be on your list, but they, they fall there for, you know, there's always going to be I, a couple of movies for me. You know what I mean? I feel like there's some on my list that you would be, I, I think you're going to be, uh, I don't know about pleasantly, but you're going to be surprised with some of the movies on my list. I think, don't know for sure. Uh, and I lost my train of thought of something else I was going to say. But uh... oh, so sorry. Oh, my <laughs> back is killing me. <laughs> what did you say even previous to that? I've lost my train of thought so much. Fuck. Well, we were talking about the Arnold movies. And I said that there was another no, movie that, that we spoke about earlier. No, no, no. After oh. that. I don't fucking remember. Strike that. <laughs> Reverse it. Reverse it. Flip it and reverse it. We're going to rewind back. We'll be right back. I'm sure it'll come to me at some point. <laughs> do you have honorable mentions for this list? We know, as we always do, first time listening, we go backwards. So we go from 10 to 1. If usually we can, you know, if we have that order down. And most of the time, I like to throw in an honorable mention because I, I have a hard time narrowing down my stuff. But I don't know if you do or don't. I feel I do more because it, you know, we, we talked about it being like, does it really fit? Does it not fit? So that's, that's more of where I was like, I want to bring it up, even though like, you know, you decided you weren't going to add it to your list. So I have one. So I guess I'll go and shoot the ball in the hoop. My honorable mention is going to be Blade. Blade is such a special movie. For, for a time that we weren't getting anything like that. And it fits action to me, but we, we decided that we weren't going to necessarily do Marvel DC stuff because we do it a lot. But again, yeah. it's such a special movie for a lot of reasons. It's memorable. You just you know had me purchase the 4K release when it was on sale. And like I had you it, purchase it. I mean, you I made you buy it. You convinced me. You were like, it's worth double <laughs> dipping, triple dipping, quadruple dipping. Because I mean, I had it on VHS. I had it on DVD. I had it on Blu-ray. Now I have it, it on 4K. It, for those of you listening, if you have a 4K television and you have like Dolby Vision and, you know, you know, not the cheapo 4K that you get at Walmart for like 150 bucks, but you have like a quality set. Blade looks incredible for a movie that came out in the 90s wasn't a huge budget like the current Marvel movies. It looks great. And just piggybacking off Benny, it certainly would be on this list if I did not, in my own personal opinion, want to keep Marvel and DC movies off of the list because we have done DC shows. But I don't want to retread on things. And I feel like Blade is something we, we may discuss in the future for whether we just do Marvel or we do non MCU or something. Cause we both really like that movie. And I feel like there'll be more to discuss on that when we can, when we can find its proper place in our almanac of, of favorites and best <laughs> and worst. Yeah. No, it makes sense. But I just, yeah, again, for, for the fact that we're picking the nineties, it's, it's such a high movie in my caliber for a lot of reasons. And it's just, it, it's worth mentioning for the sake of, you know, it's it's its own movie it could it could have had a different name and it would have been awesome didn't have to be blade you know it being blade just took it to the to the next level for us being comic book fans and it changed it changed everything it opened the doors for what we have now you know whether people want to agree with that or not but that's that's my take on it we'll move on from there my honorable mention is the first movie that two of the biggest actors of all time work together in. And uh, they're not in the movie too much together, but when they figured out that they were going to be in the movie together, they wrote a scene for them to be together on the screen. And 
you know, converse back and forth. And that is Al Pacino and Bob De Niro. And the movie is Heat. It's a heist movie. It's a bank robbery movie. Uh, great movie. Just edges out my list. Um, it's a really cool movie. If they would have had more screen time together, I think it would be even more iconic than it already was. But as an honorable mention, it doesn't get a whole lot of talking to, but it just edged off of my list. So, Benny, why don't you start us off? Have you ever seen Heat before? I have maybe once or twice, you know, when it came out. I haven't seen it recently, though. No, definitely a good movie. You know, and you know me, I don't I have not watched a lot of heist movies. Funny enough, there there is a heist movie in my list. Probably not what you would expect, but um, I can appreciate some of them. But for the most part, it, I guess I wasn't really exposed to them. Like these are those movies you know about that I just missed out on, I guess. And there's always time to go back. I realize now before you, you I'm going to have you start number 10. What I was going to say before was, and I think you you said something along these lines and I, I thought about it and I wanted to just make this clear. I don't know about you personally, but this list, my list is my favorite action movies. They're not the best action movies of the 90s, because like you said, we didn't include Arnold and True Lies was the other movie that we were going to, to speak on. Uh, these are my favorites and that may be sentimental. That may be the time growing up watching them and how many times I've watched them and how they stuck with me over time. And, but by no means, this is the best action. And that's kind of my way of, of getting around the exclusions that we had because T2 true lies, Batman returns blade are all excluded so how can this be a best? This is a favorites list, given the credentials that we're excluding a bunch of shit. Fair enough. And I, and I think that I feel that each show should reflect that in the past as well, because, yeah, again, there are a lot of similarities, you know, which is great. But there's also those one offs that are like really different and obscure because they're special to us. And right. I think that's and, what and makes we're not show special. We're yeah. not film trained people. We're Critics. fans. Right. We're, we're not we're not those people that are going to, oh, well, this was shot this way or this, you know, we're we're just fans like the listener. And that's what I think why, why our, you know, our audience likes the show is we're not, you know, highbrow this or that. And we're just fans like everybody else. And we talk about movies like a regular person would have a conversation with a coworker or a friend about a movie. Agreed. I totally agree. So cool. enough beating around the bush. Why don't we why don't we start with your least of the best okay you'd be surprised probably with this one this is a uh, a movie that has a long history of movies in its franchise for years back uh before our time you know our fathers i would think would be uh you know i'm not sure of your dad but my dad was a pretty big fan of this franchise um your boy the mgm lion is uh studio behind it <laughs> jesus oh jesus <laughs> so this is a movie that introduced me to the franchise where i, I know actually I know where i watched the movie and got aware and you know you know about it as a kid but do you know about it this is the movie this is goldeneye this movie is an awesome movie it created an amazing game that you know we were just talking about the other day. It's got everything in there: spy, espionage, action, love, sexiness. Um, great backdrop of the end of the movie, you know, that very memorable. Um, that also plays out in the game. Uh, it got me interested a little more than I ever was into James Bond, and it allowed me to, you know, talk more to my dad about James Bond and. That's where I learned about Sean Connery and learned about all the other previous movies and, you know, that there was just this ever-growing franchise that obviously to this day continues. And, um, you know, it it opened doors for, for a lot of people, I think, our age into those movies. Because I know that there was a couple before that, but um, I feel like this was more memorable for a lot of reasons. Way more than you know? a couple before this, but... I'm talking about within our time. I believe there's maybe one or two within like the 10 year period before that. No, or at least one. Oh, there's definitely 
I, that's I, what that's two, that's what I meant. Two 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 to two to maybe four. There's okay. definitely two. Timothy Dalton was the Bond before Pierce Brosnan, and he did two movies. Was that License so. to Kill? Yeah. Yeah. So. And view, I believe View to a Kill and License to Kill. So I remember I those. I remember Doctor, this is a Doctor Joke category yeah. for a future Bond uh, best and worst probably. Yeah, I have to be part not part of that because I don't. I've only seen maybe five <laughs> of the movies. I'd have to. I've I've seen them, but I, I maybe one or two times each. And with the amount of movies I've seen, I, I can't remember them all. Got it. Well, funny enough, my my late dad had left. You know, when when he passed, he had obviously a bunch of DVDs. So my my stepmother was like, you know, take whatever you want. I remember he used to buy all these movies like us and he had a bunch of movies sealed and a lot of his Westerns. Then he had like one of those bootlegs that you'd buy like on eBay that was like all the Bond flicks, but it had like Japanese or Chinese writing on it. And it was just like, remember they used to sell them in the consolidated discs. So maybe one disc had like two movies on it. So like I have that here. I'm like, I could always watch them there. But, you know, we live in this era where like SD looks really bad you know yeah well so, they'll all be on amazon before you know it with the purchase of uh, mgm uh but it's, it's probably probably more than we should be going into a number 10 movie right. but golden eye is also on my list so in fairness i might as well just say it now it was my number five pick so quite a bit always up from you and you basically hammered on everything uh this was i remember watching the timothy dalton bonds and renting the vhs's of the roger moores and the sean connery's uh but i was never really into it until goldeneye came out and then like you said the n64 game really helped enforce that that love for that movie uh it's the best pierce brosnan bond movie and uh i it's a it's a great movie i'm not gonna hammer on like you said you pretty much hit everything i think it brought bond back to to the forefront and now you know with daniel craig and how popular it is now it brought it brosnan was that was the guy who ushered that back in and brought it i think back timothy dalton really never got the shot and really wasn't i don't know he didn't have the charisma maybe that was brosnan right. has not memorable yeah to- but i love the golden eye song that's you know my, my girl tina and that's what these these uh show these episodes are named after you know simply the best and golden eye but tina turner little known fact that song was actually written by Bono and Edge of U2. And there is a demo version of that on uh, YouTube that you can listen to. It doesn't quite sound right it's being sung by a man, that song, but I, that's, that's it's an that's, awesome that's movie. Your, that's your other boy, too. So, yeah. It's Bono. But my number 10 is a little probably, this is going to be strange because this actor is, is on my list twice, and I'm not really a huge fan of his, but it stars John Travolta. And Nicolas Cage, and they take your face off. Face off is my number 10. Really cool action movie with a unique presence where they Nicolas Cage and uh, John Travolta swap faces because uh, John Travolta wants to infiltrate a prison where Nicolas Cage's character is to find information. And they are playing basically two parts in the movie, right? Because you're really not swapping fucking faces. So they are. it's and he could suck on a peach for hours. So that's it's a good movie. Your thoughts? Is it on your list or did it's not make not, the list? It's, it's not on my list because I've only I'm seen glad I, I'd like to see some stuff that's not, you know, we don't share. Like have a, have a, a, a frequent one where maybe like five or six of these movies we don't share. I feel like there, there might be a chance of like, I'd say maybe four to five. Well, five. did you expect that to be on my list? I did. Oh wow! I I, okay. I feel like I might know the other one too, so we'll see. Okay, but no, it's a good movie. I've only, like I said, I've only seen it once, so it's I can't put it in the favorites, you know, because I haven't seen it enough. Yeah. But no, it's it's definitely a cool movie. Very memorable scenes and the dynamic, how they're able to kind of take each other's aura, if you will, you know, and like really live their characters in, in essence, like by switching the roles. And also playing their own individual individual roles, you know, at the beginning and the end of the movies too. So, good stuff. So for my number nine, 
this is one of those hybrids we talked about, you know, it's like multiple genre, but uh, I felt it was fitting for me. And uh, this would be RoboCop 2. So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I love my twos. I know you I like RoboCop. Good. I like Robo. I like RoboCop too, actually, but it did. I it did not make. I I don't think it could hold up anywhere up to these, but I I do enjoy that movie, so I can't argue with you. Right. Well, I think for that too, a lot of the movies that I feel might be on your list are movies that I probably haven't seen, because there's a lot of those popular movie. I'm not the popular movie guy. You know that. We've had those talks about like Braveheart and Saving Private Ryan. To this day, haven't seen those movies. Disgrace. None of those movies. None of those movies are no, on my list. I'm just giving an example of popular movies. So, looking at the list when we were doing our research, I'm like, I can see Paul liking this, and like, I had a feeling he might be in there. So, you know, when I looked at RoboCop 2, I'm like, I feel like he'd put it there, but I know he loves the first one more, and there's going to be other movies that are going to topple it, you know, by comparison. So. For me, you know, I love my movies in two for whatever reason. I just like the robot when it puts out the thing. It was like, when it it wants it, (laughs) (laughs) wants the drugs. Yeah. What are you you doing? Drugs. The freaking kid. The kid's like the best part of the movie. Oh, he's so annoying. Such a dick bag. He's a dick. He's like Silver Spoon's dick bag. But (laughs) I mean, it was a very heartbreaking movie for me as a kid. Obviously, seeing it in the theater for the first time when he got like dismantled and like, you know, they just destroy. I'm like, they're not ending this movie like this. You know, like you're just like, Robocop. but then just like that whole scene when he getting his sense back and he grabs the grid like that's just it's such a memorable scene, you know, and he's just I'm pissed off. You know, just I hope I hope Robocop three is on your list also. It is. No, (laughs) <laughs> Number one? Oh shit! I spoiled it. Fuck. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but yeah, RoboCop two. There you go. All right. My number nine is another odd one. Well, I would consider odd one, but maybe maybe you think they're all on my list. They they should be on there. This is a Universal monster movie starring Brendan Fraser. It is the Mummy. Nice. Silence. <laughs> Benny is not a fan of the mummy. I remember well, seeing this. It's my number seven. Nice try. Ah, uh, well, you, you made a face like it wasn't. No, I was going this. Good. Okay. Yeah. So Good. this is a movie that I enjoy. Uh, I remember seeing it in the movie theater and thinking, you know, the, 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 the CGI at the time and the movie. Uh, it really hits like it's really a fast paced movie, in my opinion, is like there's a lot of action to it and it's really cool how the the mummy himself is like starting as bones and everything. And like throughout time is getting more and more of his power back and more, you know, becoming Organic. back to, yeah, back to a regular person. And I, a lot of the CGI doesn't hold up now at this point, but it's still a cool movie. And it made Brandon Frazier basically an action star for a short while, at least. Yeah. Your, your, your opinion, since it's on your list also. It was a movie that, a lot of times my memories, you know, it was a movie that my pops and I watched and loved. We watched it in the theater. Tons of fun. My dad was big into National Geographic, mummies, aliens, Civil War stuff. Like, that's the stuff he watched. So anything mummy related, we were going, you know, and he just he loved the action. And it was just a lot of fun. And seeing him, you know, in the theater at the end of the movie, he used to, like, shove me. Like, oh, the movie was fucking great, wasn't it? And, you know, like, I remember that 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 energy, you know, that. It just made my get my dad feel like a kid and it made me enjoy it too. And then obviously, you know, we got sequels. I'm not a great fan of three. I like two a lot. I love that Brenda Frazier looks like Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 4. I'm sure we all have thought it. <laughs> but um yeah, it's a great it's again, it's one of those that it was ahead of its time, especially with the effects. That was a big big Yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't try and build the the monster universe out of that. And we didn't get that until much later. And right. it really that just died on the vine and didn't end up really panning out to anything. Yeah, no, it was a great movie though. Good choice. So you're next. Which All right. Would be eight. Yep. So my eight is it was a toss up, and I decided to throw one out last minute. Um, it's not really an honorable mention because I already picked one, 
but I'll, I'll just bring it up. I was tossed between Hard Target with Van Damme because it, to me, it's one of his better, other than the like the known Van and Damme. And you movies. went with Street Fighter instead. I did. No, I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep lying to you the whole show. <laughs> no, but I, I'm a I'm a big Van Damme guy from the '90s too. Like I owned most of his movies. Um, even though like his movies are more cliche than anything Arnold did. Arnold had a lot of variety. A lot of Van Damme stuff was, you know, the girlfriend died. He's crying. He's out for vengeance, you know, but the movie I chose over it was Demolition Man. Cause Demolition Man is a movie that again, another ahead of its time, tons of fun, tons of action, tons of humor, three seashells, Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> you know, um, great villain, you know, there's just there's a lot, a lot to love with it. I like the futuristic aspect of it. You know, the I haven't seen it recently, so I don't know how the effects look now. But there wasn't. I don't feel like there was a ton. You know, I feel like it was a lot of practical, no. which is good. Yeah. You know, so that makes it better. Um, the the VR sex scenes and all the bizarre stuff, silly fun. You know, perfect '90s action movie in my opinion. Like for that. Yeah. So no. <laughs> Demolition done. Man is on Demolition Man is on my list also. Okay. I will discuss it. I will discuss it more in detail after. Fair enough. And Rob uh, Rob Van Dam. Jean-Claude Van Dam <laughs> does not make any of the movies on my list. So you're not gonna get any of those from me. Good for him. Well he, he's not technically on my list now anyway. So oh, there you okay. go. Well, street I said, Friday, I, damn it. You were hoping. You're hoping to bash me for it. <laughs> so I'm going to kick a bison's ass. The, the list is going to get a little jumbled around now because your your seven's already been taken in between my five and maybe another number. They're already gone, but I'll do my eight and then maybe I'll do my seven also. And I think my seven is on your list as well. And then we'll go from there. Yep. Uh, eight is another Nicolas Cage movie. And it is a Michael Bay movie. Sean Connery is in it. It is The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Awesome action movie. Ed Harris is the villain. Maybe not the villain, but kind of the villain. Former military. Uh, Sean Connery is the only guy who's ever escaped Alcatraz. They got to take him out of prison to help Nicolas Cage infiltrate Alcatraz. And it's a Michael Bay movie. There's not much story beyond that. It's a really cool movie. Kind of brought... Sean Connery back a little bit. I mean, I guess after like Indiana Jones and the last crusade, it kind of brought him back in the limelight and Nicholas cage then just continues to do action movies like this and con air and face off. And, you know, until he starts going into the wild and crazy shit, like garbage Mandy and, uh, and everything else he's doing now, not Superman lives though, but the rock that's uh, number eight and uh, number seven is a video game movie. It is not Street Fighter. It is Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. I remember seeing this in the theater, probably the opening weekend. I was not of age to see it, but I remember we went, me and a friend, pack theater, and everyone was going nuts, especially during like the Scorpion scenes. And I it's still I still can like almost vividly remember the theater itself and where we were sitting in the theater. And this is before like stadium style seating and everything. And I mean, the the aisles and stuff were sloped. But like if someone tall was in front of you, you, you really couldn't get a great view. And this was theater was just massive. And I remember having a blast. There was the, the theater off the expressway back when we, I lived in Staten Island and we did a little bit of review when the new movie just came out and I still think the original, I prefer the original and maybe it's nostalgia, but it feels more like the game to me and the performances while cheesy and campy are awesome. And I, I really like it. So Mortal Kombat. It's on my list as you expected. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be Uh, being a Mortal Kombat fan since the first game played it. Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 till I was blue in the face. Won a local blockbuster tournament for Mortal Kombat 2. Seeing the movie come to life was a kid's dream at the time. And, you know, it's okay that it wasn't bloody because it was still a ton of fun. The characters, 
were as good as they can be. Um, the animatronics for Goro was okay. You know, like then it was awesome. It, it wasn't rated R. I don't think it was. No. Oh. Yeah, because there wasn't really any like blood. You know, like the turning into a skeleton and stuff like that was. You know, I could be wrong. I, I feel yeah, that. Yeah, but was... movies were movies get away with a lot more now than right. they used to. I feel like. Yeah, I have a feeling it was PG thirteen for like the wider audience. Because I think that was why that the the new movie was a big deal because it was rated R. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was PG thirteen. So I I I was a, I sh- would have been able to see it either way then. Yeah. No, was I was not thirteen at the time. Actually, I was only ten, eleven. So. Maybe I go. shouldn't have been anywhere. Well, either way, <laughs> I saw it in the theater. Yeah, fuck you. I mean, I watched Total Recall as a kid. I definitely wasn't of age. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's that's good. We Similar movies. Similar movies. All right. So, I don't even remember what number I'm up to now. Six? I think I'm at six. Uh, yeah, six. Let's go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, because you know, we talked. You got. I got confused with one of the other ones that you that you couldn't. You didn't talk about yet. So. Well, get unfucking confused. Well, unfuck yourself. <laughs> so the next movie is a heist-ish movie, as we talked about. Um, someone's early, early career in movies, but not earlier than some other movies from the '80s that they did. But this was more of a take on a serious role, and uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a movie like that stuck out to me right away. I had to watch it a couple of times, even as a kid, because it was just like, eh, you know, I know this character is certain something. So <laughs> I don't know. He's he's just pointing at me and breaking shit, and I don't think we're on the same page. So it's okay. So this no. movie, no, I don't think so. So this movie is with Keanu Reeves. This is the name of the movie is not Point Break. (laughs) I thought you were doing Van Damme, man. I thought that was you just said he's pointing and breaking something at me and we're not on the same page. Totally. Oh, man. All right. That's the end of the show, guys. Forget about the rest of the night. I got to I got to go later. I literally (laughs) literally thinking Bloodsport when you're doing that. Because one of the guys does that, like literally, he's pointing you. and breaking something at me. We're not on the same page. It's a kind of Keanu Reeves movie. This is Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really should retire now. All right, this is horrible. <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about the movie. There you go. He, he, no, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. Oh, that's not fair that my brain didn't catch it. So here we are. <laughs> he's pointing Point- and breaking at me. <laughs> I'm never gonna live that one down. That's for sure. That's a great one. Great movie. It was Keanu Reeves' different take um, from what we're used to seeing. I didn't see like Bram Stoker's Dracula at the time, so I didn't see other roles that he did other than Bill and Ted. So it was it was unique. Um, He wasn't great in it as far as the acting, but like I I liked the dynamic with him and the other characters in the movie. The, the 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 jumping out of the plane scene was just very memorable for me. The chase scenes, you know, chasing each other and all that other stuff. The bank scene, you know, there's the, the masks. It's all memorable. The surfing. It's just a lot of stuff that I would not usually watch in a movie. And it worked. It worked for me. And, you know, like I said, I watched it once or twice and I'm like, all right, now I get it. Now I like it. And, you know, that's one of those first movies that I like went back and I paid attention to detail. Like tried to understand a little more of what was happening. So, with that said, point (laughs) break did not literally. I've probably. I've only seen parts of it. I feel like I don't think I've ever sat down to watch it all the way through. Didn't they? Didn't they do a reboot of that too? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yikes. So my next movie is a superhero movie. That is not Marvel or DC. And it started in like uh, the 30s as like a serialized like radio show eventually became a comic book. (laughs) Many mouths and I picked it up actually. No, it's not that. It's the shadow. (laughs) You're on the different pages. (laughs) So this stars Alec Baldwin. 
Uh, Ian McKellen is actually in this. And uh, before he blew up to be Gandalf and Magneto and, you know, everything else he's done, Tim Curry is in this. I think personally, it's a super underrated movie. I remember going to see this in the movie theater also uh, with a friend of the family when I went out in Las Vegas and like, I mean, he was a bit older than I was, obviously, but he drove and it just him and I, we went to the theater and it's like the first time I went to a movie theater that was outside of New York and you see the mountains on this. Like, it's a whole, that's why I said this is like favorite movies are, are different than best movies because this movie is not very well reviewed or well liked. It has a little bit of a cult following to it. But like this was beyond the cartoons and beyond Batman and beyond Superman. This was like an intro to a darker hero to me. And I like Baldwin's performance. And I just like the story. I thought the storyline was cool. It's grittier. The, the animation and stuff doesn't hold up anymore. But I still can go back and rewatch this. I own this in multiple formats on iTunes, on Blu-ray when they made a special edition of it. And, you know, who knows? The Shadow knows. Well, I don't know, because I never saw it. Wow, 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 wow. I might have to share that with you. I think that is on uh, Movies Anywhere. I think it is, because it's a universal movie. But Shout did the release for the Blu-ray. So I'm not... It is on there, so I can share it with you, and I think you should definitely give it a watch. I think you'll appreciate it. Again... You got to go in with the expectation that the animation and stuff is not going to hold up. It came out in 1994. You know, they expected it to do well, though. They made toys and everything for it. I mean, back I then, every, yeah. back then everything had them. toys. But yeah. Them, I remember, yeah. And I think it kind of disappointed and it was a bit of a bomb. But it said it made back what it cost to make it on Wikipedia. But I'm sure they expected more. They expected a summer blockbuster. And that's not what it got. Yeah, that was that and like the Phantom. Those were movies I missed out on. Oh, the Phantom is yeah, that's that's on a, a worst of episode. <laughs> what about Dark Man? Mm. Yeah, Dark Man is an interesting one, but isn't that's more in line to horror? I feel like maybe I don't know. It's act is it action? I don't know. Not really. I was just saying more drama, the, horror the, kind of the, right. The Sam Raimi. Show. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. that's my number six. Uh, Goldeneye was already revealed to be my number five, so we we can continue with your your list. Okay, so my number five is I'll just go into it. Independence Day. It's it's really it's really it's hard to say because it's it's such a hybrid. You know, like I, I questioned it. I'm like, is it action? Is it sci-fi? But then, you know, I remembered all the explosions, all the memorable scenes and, you know, all the quotes. It, it, it by definition, is, is probably a sci-fi movie. But like you said, the set pieces and the action. The when, when I tried making the when I tried making the list, I kind of thought of like back when we worked retail. Where would this be? Would this be in science fiction? Would this be an action? I think Independence Day was an action. Right. So that's that's why I put it in there because it's it's a big budget movie, but it's a movie that I remember the days seeing it in theaters, pretty much Independence Day, and you know, like just getting those chills and those feels of holy crap! Can you imagine if something like that happened? Because you know that's the first thing everybody thinks when you see that scene right. of when the White House blows up. Yeah, well, just even when everybody's fleeing the cities and everything, you know, and the. It's it's an alien invasion on steroids. You know, that's really the yeah. best way of looking at it. Um, obviously, looking back now, it's pretty campy and cheesy at certain parts. But, you know, it, it has the heart that it's supposed to have, you know, and the the concept is there and, you know, the to win, win the glory and save the world. And, you know, at the end of the day, the aliens aren't the only bad guys. You know, they're always exploring those dynamics of, people that could be corrupted with stuff like that and in, in a sign of desperation you know people only care about themselves like very realistic in tone when it comes to stuff like that but uh very memorable movie too bad that uh you know the franchise tried to come back way too long and killed off 
the guy that made the movie what it was, you know, at the time. But yeah, yeah that's why it's. There. I've never seen the sequel, so we I've tr- seen the original. My wife and I tried to make my list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a big Will Smith fan, so it wouldn't go on my list. I put like Wild Wild West maybe ahead of it a little bit. You know, just, uh... Yikes. <laughs> I don't put it. I don't I'm put kidding. It, I don't I'm put kidding. It as, yeah, I definitely don't put it up as a Will Smith movie in the sense of no. It's not why I like it. I was just saying. Yeah. As far as the, uh, the Men memorable, in, I think Men in Black I would prefer, but Men in Black I would also consider a sci-fi. Right. Fair enough. All right. I wasn't totally expecting that from you. That one, which is a huge summer blockbuster, ultra popular, way more popular than some of the movies on my list, though. Just it's all right because I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you off. Don't worry. It's oh, all down. It's all down with the next it's, one. It's all downhill from here. I think the next movie you probably haven't seen. I would be surprised if you have. It's a Denzel Washington starred movie. Uh, Russell Crowe is the villain of this movie, and it was like uh, I think one of his first movies, and. It has a lot of virtual reality. It is virtuosity. And then he mounts it as he predicts it and ruins it for me. But uh, Denzel, Denzel Washington is a cop and he's, you know, tracking down a serial killer. And Russell Crowe is a virtual reality that gets out of the virtual reality into the real world. It's a it's a weird movie. Again, the CGI probably doesn't hold up. It's nostalgic to me because I remember watching when it first came out. I probably rented the VHS. This was not a movie I saw in the movie theater. I was like, what is this? I like, you know, Denzel Washington and picked it out in a blockbuster or wherever. And ever since then, I really liked it. And I I feel like it doesn't get the reputation it deserves. And a lot of people don't know about it at all. And it's it's a good action movie. And, you know, Denzel isn't isn't the paint by numbers like best example of a cop he's made mistakes in the past and i think russell crowe plays a really good dick because that's what he is in real life probably but virtuosity virtuosity Have you i seen know it? i i know it not seen it no but i do know it okay all right so so i'm at my number four my number four is going to be a weird one. My tops are always going to be weird for the most part because they're not going to be stuff that you care for. But uh, it's action, but it's martial arts. But to me, like I said, action, choreography, that stuff fits into that dynamic. So this is a Jackie Chan movie. And this is probably not a Jackie Chan movie you've seen because you've probably seen a couple of them. This is Drunken Master two this is a awesome awesome jackie chan action flick it's one of his best in my opinion uh, as far as just the overall choreography you know the story isn't amazing most of those movies are not but the all the stunts you know for those that are not familiar for many years i don't know if he still does he was doing pretty much his own stunts most of the time and a lot of those earlier movies that didn't always make it here right away. If they did, they were subtitled or uh, potentially dubbed in like the late 2000s um, eventually. But this was a movie that by the end of the movie, they actually, when they're rolling the credits, there's a lot of outtakes. And the outtakes are a lot of his failed stunts of him like getting like really hurt, jumping from like building to building. Breaking I remember blood. they did that in uh, Rumble in the Bronx. They did yes, that, that was thing. one. Of, that was the only one that like grew in popularity. You know, that one ended up on TV and everything like that. So that was probably the movie that introduced me to him. But then I kind of dug into the into the rabbit hole. And that's where I discovered the original Drunken Master, which is a much earlier movie in his in his era than Drunken Master 2. You know, Project A, there's other a bunch of movies, but this one was just a ton of fun. Like he just he's one of those guys that just he can get his ass kicked, you know, where he's not invincible. You know what I mean? Like he'll be fighting 10 guys and he's not going to just not miss, you know, like you got certain people in those movies. They're untouchable, you know, like they're stylized so well 
they dodge everything. No, like he's getting kicked to the floor. He's getting chairs thrown at him and they're breaking in his face. Like it, it was like, in a sense, that balance of what could happen in a scenario like that. You know, obviously his martial arts is on another level, you know, so he's doing shit that nobody's doing. But, you know, you see that eventually he, he's walking away with bruises in the story and in real life. So I can appreciate that. And I would say that is definitely like my favorite Jackie Chan movie. And again, it being 90s, that's when the martial arts movies were like at a peak, you know, but a lot of people didn't discover them till later. But it is a 90s movie. So there you go. Okay. Interesting pick. I've never right. seen it. I'm Figures. not huge into martial arts. So right. we'll just keep rolling, I guess. Yeah. My next one is my number three. We are in the top three. And it would be easily given away if I say it is the third movie in a franchise. It is my number three also. Home Alone 3. It was, it, <laughs> you knew it. You knew it. Damn it. Oh, I don't shit. even want to talk about it. Jurassic Park 3. Robocop 3. So, <laughs> See, right, I'm, done. I'm done. This was not written to be a franchise uh, continuation. <laughs> no, it's not Back to the Future Part Three. Uh, it was not written to be part of this uh, franchise, and it ended up getting adapted. And I personally think it is up there with the original. It stars Samuel L. Jackson, Jeremy Irons. Bruce Willis. It is Die Hard with a Vengeance. And Detective John McClane is getting put into all kinds of situations around New York with Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, he's being told to do tasks by Jeremy Irons. Simon says, you know, go to the corner of this and this and do this. And I, I really like this movie. Uh, I think it's leaps and bounds better than Die Hard Part 2. It's up there with Die Hard 1, in my opinion. And Jeremy Irons' character, spoiler alert for a movie that's uh, 25 years old, but he is related to Hans Gruber from the first Die Hard movie. That's how they tie together. I think they do a great job with a a story that wasn't written to be a Die Hard movie, and they do a good job tying together and why he's got this revenge outlook for john mcclain throwing his brother off of a building and then you find out that maybe that's not the case and that's just part of it that he was pulling mcclain uh, around all over the place and uh, there was more to it than that and i think this is an awesome movie uh it's a mo- also a movie that growing up i i would if we if it was ever on cable i'd end up watching it through even if it was like from the middle of the movie it's like it's always a movie that would, would get me to stop stop channel hunting or anything so that's why it had to be on on the top of my list. It's a good movie. Um, unfortunately, that's another franchise that's fallen under the like I missed out, but I did watch them probably in the last year. I've watched I would say was it five? I watched four out of five, I believe. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm missing. I believe the one. there is five of them. Yeah, I believe I believe the only one I didn't watch is the one bef- the one before he had the the kid in it, his son. The son was the last one, right? Or was that I did f- not see that one. Yes, okay. that was. Yeah, so I'm missing the fourth one. I bought, I watched the first three, and they were great. They're great, and uh, you know, again, just wasn't exposed to them as a kid. I really didn't even know the name until probably the 2000s. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you start seeing the quotes and the the crawling in the in the shaft, like the jokes that you know people would use yeah. for pop culture, and I never knew. And sure enough, that would be why. So. Cool. No, that's that's a good choice. And again, if I saw it more, you know, I would definitely consider it, you know, to be up there. Um, so for me, number three is going to be Showdown in Little Tokyo. One of my favorites, but you know, it's it's a guilty pleasure movie more than anything. But you know, it's not gonna be number one for several reasons, but um, you know, having Dolph Lundgren, Brendan uh, Lee in the same movie, it was one of Brendan Lee's only movies. 
it's a movie that I watched a ton as a kid. Um, I still watch it to this day. Um, it's a lot of action. We actually have uh, this. It, it's hard to explain because it's it's such a it is a cliche eighties action movie. Like it's by the story, you know. But it fits like the nineties dynamic. You know, you get the 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 nineties clothes, the nineties cars, the yakuza, the drugs. You know, um, the buddy cop aspect because the two of them are buddy cops. Funny enough, you know, Brandon Lee is, you know, was born in like the suburbia town, Americanized, and Dolph Lundgren was raised in Japan, like raised to be, you know, trained as a samurai. So um, there's just, there's a lot to remember for it. The action's really cool. The music, I love the score. Um, just a couple of songs, you know, do rehash a lot in the movie. But um, for me, also, one of the best parts of the movie is the villain who is, uh, we may know him as Shang Tsung from the Mortal Kombat movie. Um, he's just an awesome villain overall. He's very menacing in the movie. He does some things that, you know, definitely don't fit appropriate for the times now as far as, uh, you know, treating women and stuff like that. But, you know, the dynamic of being the Yakuza boss, that type of stuff, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, love it, love it. Dolph Lundgren's like He-Man pretty much in the movie. Funny enough that he played He-Man. But uh, yeah, it really is a, a big guilty pleasure for me. And I love the movie so much and I can watch it anytime. It's one of those for me. Another film that I have never seen before. Yep. We, 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 we have that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so my number two is another comic book based movie that is not Marvel or DC uh, also serialized back uh, in the 30s uh, there was a cartoon uh, I don't know it was something that was in development hell I think for a long time until Warren Beatty came along uh, he directed it as well he starred in it Al Pacino is in it Madonna is in it it is 1990, just making the cutoff. Dick Tracy, 30 seconds, no more Dick. And it's one of my all-time favorite movies beyond just 90s action. I love the aesthetic of all the set pieces, the, the style of the 30s and 40s vehicles, the colors they went with for everything pops off the screen, the, the bright colors, uh, the story, Pacino's performance as uh, as big boy, uh, freaking Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. It's like so many little things in there that are all nostalgic to me. It's an awesome movie in general. I still feel like it holds up. No CGI really in the movie. So the biggest thing that you'll notice for a movie of this time is that like a lot of the backgrounds are actually like matte paintings. So with really good, you know, televisions now you could see the still image of the backgrounds and it's it, then it's not actually a scene it's just a matte painting it, yeah it's static and batman is also another victim of that in some in some parts uh but it's an i think it's an awesome movie it's got a great score by danny elfman i think you know a future show we're going to end up doing like some some of our favorite scores and stuff like that it's a movie i still watch to this day so that's why it had to had to be up there cool i've seen it as a kid have not seen it since i wasn't crazy dick, wasn't a big dick tracy guy i mean i had probably a couple of dick tracy toys but you know that was like the typical you know random toy fodder that we would have with all our stuff that we regularly play with so my number two is another one of those hybrids that you know i figured you probably wouldn't put on the list because i don't one i don't know how you feel about the movie but it's geared closer to sci-fi but i still consider it action more than anything because of the combat again another scenario with that another keanu reeves movie so that was my that was my honorable mention that i took took off because okay. i feel it's sci-fi but we're already in it so i'll just I'll oh just no pick i it. you pick pick it and this is the matrix you know if you didn't know already um 
changed the game for a lot of movies. You know, it opened the doors to just crazy, but then they didn't do anything good with it after. <laughs> it, it, it's a movie. There's still that hope. I, They're gonna make a fourth one. That movie is a movie that if you would have left it alone, it would be iconic. It's iconic yep. for a lot of people, but for me, it would be more so. Yeah. Yeah. It was memorable seeing that in the theater. I remember what theater I was at. My brother had just came home from the military. He was like, I'm ready to jump from roof to roof too. Like, you, you know, <laughs> the adrenaline and, you know, the, sl- the, the slowdown with the bullet time. Like, it just changed the way a lot of things are translated now when it comes to action and choreography. Um, Keanu Reeves was great in it. You know, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was great. Everybody was great. I loved the... Uh, little tiny twists you know towards the end of the movie when um the dude ends up you know deciding he wants to take the other pill and eat that delicious steak and uh you know stay in the matrix you know we know that there's internally yeah there's that there's that guilty pleasure that we all feel like why wouldn't you want to live this life you know so i know this steak is fake but it tastes fucking incredible (laughs) But yeah, I mean, uh, again, that movie I'll always look at is that's that's the end of the, the series. I don't really care where they went with it. <laughs> Beginning and end. That's it. I loved it, and that's that's where I that's where my love for the Matrix ends. <laughs> All right. Well, that was your number two, right? Yep. Okay. Well, I guess we could go through my number one. If you've been paying attention at all, which Benny probably hasn't been anyway, so he didn't. I didn't. Point, I didn't get. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get. It. I didn't get it. <laughs> Was it Batman? My number. Yes, oh. my number one is a movie that Benny already picked. Is Demolition Man? I don't know what Benny is doing, but cleaning my glass. Demolition bro. Man. It is Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. Uh, like Benny mentioned before, I, there's really not a whole lot to hammer on, but I, I love the premise of this movie. People getting frozen in a, a, a war-torn L.A. where they first fight, you know, uh, John Spartan and Simon Phoenix. And they they both get chirogenically frozen. And for some reason, Wesley Snipes is unfrozen and given all of these crazy abilities that we don't know why yet. And they they thaw out Stallone to fight his old rival in a future that both of them are unfamiliar with. And then you see a a dystopian kind of future with different sci fi elements to it. And but it doesn't go too far into it. I mean, the cars control themselves and uh, commercials are are the music on the radio and the the three seashells, the VR, like Benny mentioned, Taco Bell. Taco Bell being the restaurant, Schwarzenegger's presidential library. Uh, but it doesn't go crazy with CGI and stuff like that. So it does hold up. The action sequences are awesome. Snipes is great as a villain. I prefer him as a villain. Uh, he's great in Blade, but I still he's an anti hero in Blade anyway. But Demolition Man is my number one non Arnold action movie of the 90s. Stallone. Very good choice. Mine's going to probably throw you for a curve because, again, another potential hybrid. Um, it always, I always considered it comic booky, if you will, because it does stem from a comic book. It's not really a superhero per se. I don't know what Paul's doing. He's like flapping his arms. I think he's talking about Batman. <laughs> but I'm talking about. The Crow. Crow is such an incredible movie. So many ways. Um, again, this guy's giving thumbs down. I think the show's over. I think we, I think we literally have to part ways. I think I'm sorry. Is. I do not like The Crow. I'm sorry to hear that. My condolences to you and your heart. So The Crow is very near and dear to my heart because one the story that comes with the movie, the loss of Brandon Lee during the filming of the movie, me being a fan of Brandon Lee before the movie came out, already loving uh, him in Showdown Little Tokyo. I do like him in uh, a couple of other smaller roles that he did as well, like Laser Mission. You know, I feel he was destined for great stuff. 
He was gone too soon. Um, it's a role that has not, it's, it's irreplaceable in my opinion. And the other sequels that have come out are a testament to that because they're just nothing. They don't stand anywhere near uh, what that first oh, movie is. Come on. John Connor did a great job as the crow. No, he wasn't he in one of those crow movies. Are you finished? Thanks. Anyway. So well, wasn't he? He was, unfortunately. Okay. He was he was the last hurrah. So was uh, Angel <laughs> from Buffy and Angel. He's the bad guy in that same movie. Sure. Mm. Hey, look, when you when you when you like a franchise, you hope that it's gonna improve and somehow the movies got worse as they went on. You know, like the second can I, one. Can I ask you yeah. uh somewhat tied to this movie, but not exactly. Did you watch the series Cursed Films on Shudder? Not sponsored by Shudder. Did you watch that? And they had a Crow episode by Shitter? about on by Sh- by Shitter. They had a Crow episode on there. Did you watch yeah. that series? Yeah. Uh, so that, tells I mean, you basically I, what happened with the with the with the gun was reused from another scene, and uh, the the they didn't the use case, a live bullet, which was casing. right, which was the long speculation that they someone put a live bullet in there and that's what killed them. No, they used the scene. They used the gun in a different scene, and no one cleaned out the chamber. So even if you fire a blank with something in the chamber, it will the project velocity. itself with the velocity of a bullet. And that's what exactly what happened. Yeah. Which is tragic I mean, still to think about. Yeah. I mean, for the me, story to me is more interesting than the movie, unfortunately. That's it's, well, it overshadows I, the movie. I hear that. I mean, for me, it also relating to reading the comic a little bit in my dad's store. That was probably the other connective tissue for me. So like knowing a little bit more about Eric Draven, obviously they don't dive anywhere near, you know, that they do in the comic. But it was it was one of those really good portrayals of comic to to life, you know the the visual aesthetic, the gothic look, the noir kind of feel to it. The, the, for me, the score is it's easily of the '90s is one of the best scores out there. You know, it's because it's a mix of music from you know bands, but it's also the music well, that's, that's soundtrack. Then, well, that's why I said it's a hybrid. So, you know. A well, lot of movies have different things, score and soundtrack. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Are you okay? So say you finish again. <laughs> I'm, I'm finished. All right. That's my Point number. Break. There you go. Point break. That's going to be the name of the, the I, episode. In fairness, I, I should go back and rewatch it, but I remember not liking it and what having watched it a few times, but having not really liked it. But I, I, I am open to rewatching it. Okay. Oh, we got through another great episode. Again, another <laughs> scenario of probably half we shared, half we didn't. You yeah. know, which I think that's the norm with us, and that's okay. Yeah, it seems like it. You know, it, we for had, me, uh... it, it, it educates both of us on things that we may not know about each other, you know, and then obviously we're potentially opening doors to think... stuff, stuff that we'd never seen before. I think we had four. Right. You had the mummy on your list, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the mummy, Mortal Kombat, Golden Eye and Demolition Man. Yep. So six, six unique picks, plus the honorable mentions, which were not overlapped as well. So that's pretty good. Two vastly different opinions. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Cool. Well, this is fun. And like we said, we definitely plan on branching out on the idea of doing something different you know maybe talking about movie scores not necessarily soundtracks we could do both two two different shows one show with both and maybe top five of each you know you could do both mix it up glib 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 (laughs) (laughs) this is the wrong episode talk about talk about (laughs) that Dead space. All right. We'll see you guys. Dead space. We'll see you guys next time. The guy doesn't even know how to use the three seashells. Mm-hmm.